for tuning in to another episode of Point of Insanity Game Studios Geekery in General Podcast. I am host number one, Al, and with me today is host number two, guest. Wait, you just call me number two, man? Number two? I'm a poo. (laughs) Hey, I'm Dan. How's it going? So, yes, Dan from Radio Free Borderlands is back. I'm squatting on Al's feed. (laughs) That's why he called me number two. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to go there, but since you did... I thought it was funny. Well, today we are going to be discussing toy lines of our childhood, some of the toys we played with, uh, all doing this under the glare of uh, G1 Ultra Magnus, a G1 Jetfire. Um, Right now, a G1 Rodimus Prime is set up in his mobile defense bay, uh, pointing his double cannons right at my head. And we've got six shot. Hey, do you have the little things the on the side of Rodimus's gun? There no, be, like, I don't have plates. those. Yeah, I, I don't have those. I got to look for some of those on eBay and uh, without hopefully mm-hmm. not have to pay. Is that the is that the first generation Roadbuster up there? Or um, is that, no, oh, that's the actually the remake from the Thrilling Thirty. Uh, I do collect Transformers, and right now Dan is looking at some of the. Uh, Transformers I have set up on my shelf over here, but I, I have a whole bunch. I stick with the G ones, and I try to get the, uh, I, I try to get the uh, the remakes the that they that they release out in Japan um, when I can. I have I've missed a few, and I'm hoping I can still get them before they're gone forever. Yeah, they redid Je- uh, Devastator. I gotta get that. Oh, cool, because yeah, I usually with Transformers, which I know we're gonna be talking a lot about today. Um, I usually go for more of the original G ones, but I know you said yeah. you like the the reissues because usually they're not, they're not up. they're not yeah they're not 30 years old so they're going to be in better condition mm-hmm. um so before we begin our topic on the toys of our childhood dan had something he wanted to add because a thought that occurred to him after he listened to I, an episode that steve and i did i was listening to you and mr steve hi steve i miss you i have not seen you in a while um you guys were discussing uh, instruction manuals for video games, and you kind of went backwards, and neither one of you guys uh, seemed to have a lot of experience with the Atari, so I can totally understand why you may have overlooked this one. I really do. But I wanted to mention it for those of you who who may have been uh, you know, screaming really loudly in your <laughs> own heads about this, because it was a very popular game at the time. One of the really cool ones, because it came with a little comic book, was Yar's Revenge for the Atari 2600. Cool thing about, like I said, it came with a little comic book that actually explained why you were fighting this alien ship with the the brown whatever the hell that was oh, supposed cool. to be around it. That's cool. And, and I thought that was a really, um, at the time, it was 82, 81, somewhere in there, it was a very novel way to to, to, to explain what your game's about, especially when there wasn't a lot of plot in those early oh, yeah. games because you couldn't fit it on the limited space of that cartridge. Especially when you're talking about shoot-em-up games because with a shoot-em-up game, mm-hmm. what really is there for plot? Usually it's just an alien invasion yeah. or an enemy army and you got to go blow them up. And, um, and most of those games back then were point-based. It wasn't, you know, you have to beat the game. It was you had to beat your buddy's score. But, of course, you didn't have a way to save your score, so... Yeah, but you still, I mean, there was this endless... It was, it, a lot of them ended up being this endless stream of level 1, level 2, level 3, level 1, level 2, level 3. Like, like, like playing uh, Donkey Kong mm-hmm. on the Atari was kind of the same way. 
Yeah, and uh, again, that was reminding me how um, the uh, the Sword Quest series. Again, mm -hmm. we talked. Steve and I talked a little bit about that. How it included the comic books, which was an interesting way to explain the plot because it did actually have a very well-defined plot behind Man, I it. I always wanted to play those, but I could never find them. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's probably an online Atari emulator that would have them. But on today's topic, toys. Well, these are toys. Yeah, they, they were of they our childhood. Were... We played. I played the hell out of the Atari. And you know what's actually? And I didn't even have one. And you know that's actually interesting. Occasionally, you do see video games marketed, uh, you know, referencing them as toys, but it's usually not in a very positive way. Like, do you remember when the Atari Jaguar came out? I do. Um, one of the commercials they had, I think it was the Jaguar. Terrible marketing. Yeah, one of the commercials they had was put away the toys, and they showed someone throwing a Genesis and a Super Nintendo into a toy box because mm -hmm. you know it was. Well, right now, you know, you're, you know, the, the, the Genesis, the mm -hmm. Super Nintendo, they're old. You know, they're children's toys. You know, if you're a real gamer, you want the Atari. That second generation of game systems, the Atari 2600, the Intellivision, the ColecoVision, uh, the Astrocade, a couple other ones. You know, back then... They were toys. They, 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 everybody, it was perfectly okay yep. that the Atari was a toy. Yeah, um, granted, it was a toy that usually you had mm -hmm. to be born into a rich or a wealthy family to get. Yeah. Well, the Atari eventually came down in price yeah. really nicely, but um, after well, the big crash... Do you know crash, why they did that? Or? Yeah, because that... Well, well, one of the reasons... that you Remember remember the commercials for the Atari Junior? The, the smaller 26 No, I don't. The big thing, because they used to show them, like, we'd be watching Bozo on WGN, and they'd always say, you know, you get all this video game power for under 50 bucks. That's, that's the part yeah, I always remember, the under 50 bucks part. Um, but when, after the crash, they, you know, Nintendo had the Famicom, they wanted to bring it over here, but video games were really shunned, and they, they, they had a problem getting a foothold with some of the distribu distribution chains. So they came back in and they said, oh, this this is not a toy. It's, it's an entertainment toy. It's system. The entertainment system. Well, the reason they actually brought the price down eventually mm -hmm. with the Atari is because they figured they'd make more money on the software than the actual video game system itself. And I forgot what the price is, but I've seen uh, I've seen a graphic that shows how much some of the older systems like, you know, the NES, the Master System, the 2600. Oh, and then they bounce they bounce them up for inflation. Yeah, and how much they would cost in today's dollars. Yeah, and the original, like, Atari and the Odyssey 2 were, like, huge. Yeah. And the worst, of course, which, um, you know, I've talked a little bit about in a previous episode, uh, the Neo Geo, which, again, that's because they actually were taking the motherboards from the arcade mm -hmm. and putting them into cartridges. So, yeah, you got the best possible sound and graphic quality for the day, but yeah, you had to have been born yeah. into a very wealthy family to afford oh. it. One thing about the Atari I'm just going to throw out there, because, like I said, it is about toys. If, if, if you're out there and you're thinking to yourself, ah, I'd like to have an Atari, play some retro games, and play combat with my kids, if you don't go and get one of those... Um, 
what, what, what do they call them? They have them out there in like Walmart and stuff, the flashback systems. Yes. If you don't get one of those and you want to get an, uh, an Atari where you can still play your old cartridges, get the Atari 2600 Junior. It's not the one with the wood grain. It was black. It had the piece of metal with the, the, the rainbow colors on it. That thing was a tank. Okay? A lot of those wood grain ones, they, they're, they're pretty fragile now, but that that smaller one, the junior, man, that thing's a tank. So it can it can take more frequent play. Yeah, and of course, before uh, video games and you know role playing games, usually when we were kids, we passed our time by, you know, of course, we had different mm-hmm. toys that we got. And I don't know, I personally think that you know the early '80s, it it was a good time to be a kid. There were mm-hmm some really awesome toys that were released back then. And I now I'm not saying that, you know, kids today don't have good toys to play with. Oh, I'm kind of jealous of some of those Lego sets. <laughs> yeah, Lego. Let's start, yeah, let's start by talking let's about start with Legos. Because it was 1981-82. That's when, to me, the golden age of Legos. I love Legos. I still do. Um, that's when they came up with the idea of Lego Land. That's where they, you know, started having sets with the instructions and the little people. And they, you know, when I, I remember when I started playing, you had the city, space, castle. Castle, yep. And I had probably one of the, two or three of the most prized sets you could get. And, uh, the King's Castle, which came out in 1983, that was so cool. Um... And came out in like this. The other one came out in like eighty-seven, eighty-eight. It was the monorail transport system. It came. It was the train, the space train. Um, I still have some of the parts, and I found a website where where, where they have all of the um, instruction manuals. So if I can get some of the parts that I'm missing, I would love to put that thing together just to show Devin, and he'd get a kick out of that. Yeah. So do your kids play with Legos? Oh, jeez, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because my son, he. He hasn't played. He doesn't play with them as much as he used to. But I, I have fond memories of playing with Legos. I know I had one of the castle sets. I don't think it was the King Castle. It was. I mean, it was one of those ones that would fit on maybe. I think it was like a foot, a twelve inch by twelve inch base. Okay. Was okay. Was it the one that had the little piece of like almost Tudor wood grain? That would have been the Knight's Castle or the Black Falcon's ah, Castle. I don't think so. I think the one I had was more of, you know, it was the gray panels yeah. with, um you know, the stone pattern on it. Yeah, those were awesome. That was the one I had, which, you know, I remember when I was, mm-hmm. I actually, I got it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I remember after, you know, my family was done opening the presents and, you know, I couldn't wait. I took my Lego set into the, uh, into my room and I remember building the castle and feeling so mm-hmm. proud of myself mm-hmm. uh, to be a kid again. I had... Like this whole playing with Legos, I had this whole convoluted plot line. It was almost like role playing, but I was stuck with myself because my sisters they they sucked. They didn't know what they were doing. I shooed them away. Me and my friends would play. Um, you know, each, each of the little night guys, you could tell them apart because you scratch one or whatever. Uh, you know, they had names and they had plot and they had char- personalities and all this other stuff. And you know, we had little stories going on. And then the same with the with the space. The space ones, um, you know, I still remember some of the, some of the yep. characters. It was so, a lot of fun. Did you see the Lego Movie? I did. What's your What was your opinion of it? Um, I probably liked that movie about as much as the boy did. <laughs> um, it's one of the few kids' movies. He'll be like, "Hey, can we watch this?" He'll be like, 
Yes. Yeah, I actually I liked that movie too. Um, so yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a cool movie. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Legos are definitely a lot of fun. Um, another. Now, if oh, I wish Steve was here. Uh, before we started recording, I actually checked on Skype uh, to see if Steve was available. Yeah. Unfortunately, he wasn't because another toy line that Steve and I played with a lot, G.I. Joe's. Mm-hmm. And I remember he had he, – he, for his birthday, uh, he got a lot of the G.I. Joe's when they first came out. I still remember that. Yeah. Um, I know he had – I think he had most of the original figures – and the vehicles. Mm-hmm. So I never had as many as he did, but I always loved playing with G.I. Joe's just because, again, how you could switch around the weapons, and they came out with the weapon expansion packs. Yeah, the blister, I remember where, those. Yeah, they had the card with the blister packs, mm-hmm. and it would have a couple of stands, and then it would have um, the backpacks and the weapons that came with the original figure, so that was always cool because yeah. Yeah, in movies. case you lost your, you know, if you lost mm-hmm. Snake Eyes Uzi, you know, there you could just grab, you know, you could get a spare, or if you, maybe you wanted Snake Eyes to pack two Uzis. So was, What the uh, hell was wrong with that? Absolutely nothing. Um, so when, did you ever play with G.I. Joe's well, a lot? first off, I want to say for the record, I'm sick of listening to baby boomers tell me that the only good G.I. Joe's were the 12-inch ones with the cloth clothes. You, oh, yeah. you don't understand. G.I. Joe was cooler in the 80s. Um, I didn't have a lot of them uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, most of the kids in my neighborhood were into a couple other things, and they just kind of got past them. But I had a few. I had, I know I had Duke. I had Bazooka. I had Tomax and Zabot, or whatever their yep, names the, were. Yeah, the twins. Yes. Um, I, I had them, too. I had a couple other Cobra guys. I had a couple of the um, vehicles. We, when it came to, like, action figures of that size, the ones that we really played the hell out of, and we can talk about them later, because I, I have a feeling you have more about G.I. Joe. And G.I. Joe was a cool, it was a cool cartoon. We had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. We, we were Star Wars neighborhood. but Yeah, uh, Star Wars and G.I. Joe. And, of course, you know, when you talk about the 80s G.I. Joe cartoon. They made them the same size. So yeah. You could interchange a lot of the Star Wars guys and the G.I. Joe guys with the same stuff. Yeah, and that's one of the things I did like about... Um, you know, the G.I. Joes, and I had some of the mm-hmm. Robotech figures. And the Voltron action figures that yeah. came out. Not the, the the Matchbox. The, well, we'll talk about Voltron. So you could have Han Solo fight Duke, or you could have Snake Eyes try to sneak aboard the Millennium Falcon. I had, I had, are you kidding? I had Bazooka and Han Solo and Lance. They were buddies. Yep. One of my, because uh, I know one of my favorite figures I had was the original Snake Eyes, or not Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow. Okay. You know, because he had the, he was like armed to the teeth. He had the bow, the quiver, two swords. I don't remember if he had nunchucks or not. Um, Quick Quick Kick was another one of my favorite characters, uh, who just basically the kung fu guy. And he just came with Destro. Yeah, he just had nunchucks. Mm -hmm. Um, I just like his personality from the cartoon. Who, which one? Destro. Destro? My opinion. (laughs) Cobra Commander is a buffoon. (laughs) Takes us. I you know, when you talk about that, I remember there was the one episode where uh, Destro came in while Cobra Commander was eating. He's like, "It takes a strong stomach to watch me eat, a eh, Destro." But and actually, you know what's kind of interesting is, um, you know, of course, the GI Joe and Transformers cartoon—they're actually connected. There was an episode in season two of the Transformers where there was a character that 
the writers now admit was supposed to be kids were supposed to figure out that that was actually Cobra Commander. In season disguise. three, season three, only human. Oh yeah, because it came. It was back. It was, it was with Rodimus Springer, Ultra Magnus. Yeah, and it was, so it, was it was it was supposed to be in like 2005. So Cobra was supposed to be long gone at that point. The, the, yeah. The, 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 yeah. I and there's actually another um, another link that connects those two as well as. It also connects some of the other Sunbow ones, like I think Spider-Man and mm-hmm. Inhumanoids. Hector Ramirez. Um, Josh Hadley, uh, he's done a couple episodes with me. He had mm-hmm. an interview on, he has a show called Radiodrome, yeah. where he talks a lot about movies and, and such. And he had an interview with Buzz Dixon, who was responsible for a lot of writing on these cartoons that we used to watch. And he was saying that, yeah, the reason Hector Ramirez appeared in all these different series, Gem in the Holograms, I think he appeared in that as well, is uh, he appeared in Transformers and G.I. Joe first uh, because they needed, okay, they needed a, you know, reporter figure. Yeah. And they wanted to make him, I guess they wanted to make him loosely based on Geraldo Rivera. So, of course, they had to be careful with the appearance. And then, of course, once they named him Hector Ramirez, they had to make sure that there wasn't anyone, a real person mm-hmm. in news media named Hector Ramirez that had that same or a similar appearance. So the reason that this Hector Ramirez character appeared in you know, these different series is because after they first created him, he cleared legal. Because they're like, okay, there's no... Uh, you know, there there aren't any yeah, journalists that? out there named Hector Ramirez Why that look like this. Why go through that rigmarole yeah. more than once? Exactly. So they're like, well, we've got this character we know we can use, so we're going to use him as much as we can. What would be cool then is if you can take because then then if all of those guys, all of those cartoons are in the same same kind of continuity universe. Now somebody, one of you astute listeners, needs to figure out a way to connect this Sunbow Hector Ramirez world with Transformers and Gem and all that stuff connected to St. Elsewhere. The big <laughs> one. Actually, Transformers, <laughs> the car, the G.I. Joe, I'm sorry, the, the Transformers comic mm-hmm. is uh, kind of connected to the regular Marvel Universe because I remember there was an early issue, number three, I think, where Spider-Man is in it. But, yeah, but poor Hector, Hector Ramirez never got his own action figure, so no. he couldn't have been that cool, right? So, yeah, G.I. Joe... Um, Trans- going back Stop. to Transformers, one cool thing about that cartoon series, mm-hmm. not I guess not cool if you think about it, uh, it is an interesting point of, of, of t- to discuss. Um, y- you guys probably know Casey Kasem did a lot of the voices of, mm-hmm. of Transformers on there. I know he did Ironhide. No, um... I thought he did... Peter Iron- Cullen did Ironhide. Yeah, okay. But uh, he did he Cliff did Jumper. Cliff Jumper, um... I know he Teletran one. Yeah, he did a few. Yeah, not as many as Frank Welker, but no. Um, he quit Transformers, and the reason why was, um, Casey Kasem is, I believe, of Lebanese descent. Yeah, something. Yeah, the, they did an episode right. at, in late, uh, in the late second season. And he had already had his lines done for the movie. So you'll notice he's in the movie, but once the third season rolls around, he doesn't show yeah. up, Casey Kasem's characters. they, they did, have non-speaking roles. Yeah. They did an episode of, of of Transformers late in the sixth season 
where there was discussions of a terrorist organization coming from a country called Karbamya. You know, ha ha ha, it's a Middle Eastern country. Well, yeah, and Casey they, took offense to that being of Lebanese descent. Yeah, and I know there was, there's he, all sorts of stereotypes, like I swear upon my mother's camel or... Yes, it was, and it was more than just ha ha ha, the country's called Karbamya. It was pretty rampant. Yeah. And there are... You know what, there are some arguments to be said that maybe Casey Kasem was a little overly sensitive, in, but in this case, I don't know. Because yeah. he pulled something similar with Shaggy in Scooby-Doo, where he insisted that um, because he was a vegetarian, now Shaggy yep. had to be a vegetarian. Exactly. And now he's off the show, because he's dead, and actually he got kicked off a long time ago. No, now Shaggy is not dead. again. Casey Kasem's dead. I don't think he is. No, he died. Okay, we're going to pause the show for a sec while I do an internet search. No, he died. Because um, I know there was a death hoax that he died. No, Carrie Kasem, his daughter, was on Sixth Sense with Nikki Six. She left. I know she left the show, but I. she was in a legal battle for his corpse hmm. with his with his wife. What was her name? The, the one with the squeaky voice who was on Cheers. I don't know. So, really, I... Yeah, it was last I'm, year. Oh, hmm. So. Yeah, because I know there was a death hoax, um, but then again, it because it was someone who put something on Wikipedia that he was assassinated. But yeah. But anyways, back to the topic mm -hmm. of the serious topic of toys and cartoons. <laughs> this so, is a good topic. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um. Well, it's something that I think it's fun to discuss because it reminds us of our you know childhood, mm -hmm. happier, simpler times before we you know. Became adults. Don't grow up, kids. It's a trap. It is a trap. Uh, you know the thing is, is most people when you ask them, like from our age, we, we were the best of the Transformers. They say those first two seasons, the '84 and '85 releases. And the thing is, is that the overwhelming majority of those were from two different Takara lines. Takara was a Japanese toy maker. The smaller Transformers were from the Microman. Yep, micro change. Yeah, and then the larger ones were from a an Microman. Old, yeah, because no, remember the, a lot of them like Iron Hot. Yeah, Diaclone. Diaclone were the they larger had the ones. Microman that yes. inside them. Um, because that's actually interesting because the in the the original toy line that you know a lot of our Transformers like. Well, for example, Ultra Magnus here that I'm looking at. He's right a now. Diaclone. Yep, he was actually um, supposed to be a powered up form of of Convoy. Who we now, of course, know as Optimus Prime. Um, when, however, when they made the movie, that's when they decided to make him into his own character. Yeah. So, um, um, also another interesting factor. Uh, you could, I don't know how well you can see my Jetfire there. Jetfire wasn't he a Robotech? Uh, yes, he uh, was actually Macross. based on uh, on uh, a Verotech. But you know, do you know why? And okay, look at the top shelf up there. Uh, oh, what I'm pointing to yeah. right now is my thrilling 30s. Uh, Transformers Generation Jetfire. Um, that's pretty cool. It looks more like the Skyfire from the yeah, cartoon. Yeah, because the... I like that. That's what I think is kind of cool about the, uh, the, the Thrilling 30 uh, mm -hmm. series. With that Jetfire is... And they also did it with the Classics Jetfire, mm -hmm. where they try to make it kind of a... Um, I'm trying to think of the right word. Uh, well, basically a mishmash of the, the Skyfire from the cartoon and the comics... Mm -hmm. And the toy. Now, do you know why the the toy uh, looks so much different from the cartoon character from back then? 
Yeah, because it was a Macross. No, there is actually well, it's kind of that's kind of the reason. Um, there is a rumor I've heard. I've heard some people think that that Hasbro actually ripped off the Jetfire mold and that they basically copied it, which actually is not true. Um, mm-hmm. The what happened is the Takara licensed it from Bandai. Uh, mm-hmm. who at the time was making the Robotech toys. So they brought them over to the Transformers. However, they only had the right to make the toy. They didn't have the right to take that likeness into the cartoon. So that's why, you know, when they started to create the cartoon and the comic book, the Jetfire, the characters started to look less like the toy and mm-hmm. like something completely different. And that's also why they changed the name to Skyfire, because they felt that it wasn't, representing the original uh it wasn't really true to the original Jetfire character so i don't know personally i like how they did um the and again i'll probably be talking a lot about the transformers lines just because there's been so many but uh i know one of the things that's kind of interesting when you look at how they've evolved the better articulation because of the ball joints yeah which and if, another thing I really like about the newer ones that, like, my son has mm-hmm. is, like, with the older ones, if you pulled a piece wrong, it snapped, it was garbage. Now they actually make these ball joints and things yep. where if it pops out, you can just snap it right back in. Yes. I really like that. Yeah. And it's good on you, Hasbro. Yeah, it does make them, I mean, granted, yeah, it does make them a bit more, comp, some of them a bit more complex, but... You know, at least, like you said, if they, like with my my original Jetfire there, if I twist the arm the wrong way and it breaks off, not only will I probably be kicking myself in the butt. um, Saying lots of cussing words. (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, it's pretty much, there's a good chance that it's broken beyond repair. And all I can really do is sell it for parts. Granted, it would still probably fetch a decent price because... You know, let's face it, they're probably not going to reissue that particular toy anytime soon. Or you could go on eBay and get one for parts and tear it apart and put, fix it yourself. Yeah. But one of the cool things about the Transformers line, I got to say this, the the rub signs. Oh, yeah. That was such a cool idea. Well, do you know why they did it? Piracy. Yep, that's true. And, you know, because back then, you know, you started to get all these knockoffs that, uh, you know, Hasbro was trying to find a way to help customers recognize the knockoffs mm-hmm. and back then the rub signs were a lot harder to, to, to pirate so that way you, if you had one with a rub sign you knew that you were getting a, a genuine mm-hmm. uh, Hasbro toy instead of a, a cheap knockoff cool um, just as, as an aside for those of you who have your transformers you, you know you you want to keep them but you want you wish you could make them look good there's a company I think they were called reprolabels.com yep. where you can get reproductions of labels, including the labels that were not on the original sticker sheet, and you can even buy reproduction rub signs, I oh, think now, cool. if I remember right. Yeah, I've seen the lab- the sticker sheets, again, which is nice because let's say you buy, like my Rodimus Prime that I bought off of eBay, mm-hmm. he has some sticker wear. So, you know, if I could get a, if I wanted to, I could go, I could buy the sheet, and I could... Yeah, they're not too expensive either. Yeah. I don't think they are. Also, for people who customize Transformers, which I've dabbled a little bit, mm-hmm. if any of you have uh, the the Robot Battle Lords game that I made, um, or I have a free demo of it as well, there's two Transformers on the cover, mm-hmm. which I customized myself. 
A lot um, of people refer to that as kit bashing. Yep. Um, it's a very popular pastime in geek culture. Yeah, and if you go to DeviantArt, mm-hmm. just look up Custom Transformer. You'll find some really good stuff. There's this one guy who I cannot remember the name. I think it's like Jin Sawatome mm-hmm. is the name he goes by. He does some really good work. And one lot, one series that he made, which was really cool, is called End of the... I think it's him. It was called Transformers End of the Road, where it he made a series of custom Transformers that reimagines the Transformers saga taking place on a post-nuclear war Earth. So all the, you know, all the Transformer figures look like, you know, something out of the Road Warrior, covered in spikes and chains, and they're all rusty and dirty, and they are awesome. Cool. So, yeah, go to DeviantArt and look up a I think you can find it if you look up Transformers, The End of the well, Road, or just look up Custom yeah. Transformers. Transforming toys were pretty popular throughout most of the 80s. Besides this, you had... GoBots. The GoBots. Which um, never caught on as much as Transformers. But the GoBots had one cool thing going for them, mm-hmm. I thought. They were, this, they were most... A lot of them were roughly the same size as your Matchbox cars and Hot Wheels. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, another one, I... Me and uh, people I, I grew up by were huge into was Mask. Oh. Mobile Armored Strike Command. Oh, yeah. Uh, what you Mask about? was awesome. Um, the one I, I always... There were a few that I always wanted, but I never got. I, I wanted Matt Tracker and, and Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, never I had, never had Never had, had Boulder one, Junction. So. That was cool. Um, I did have... I know I had the Jeep that launched out the boat. That one was cool. Uh, uh, my I, Brad Turner, I'm with his motorcycle, the green motorcycle. That, that was in. that was a really cool. One. I had Piranha, which was um, Sly Stacks. I think I had that one. Yeah, and, and the the sidecar turned into a little miniature submarine. I had Viper, which was Miles Mayhem, uh, the, the helicopter that turned into the jet. I wish I had that one. I had, oh. um, I forgot the name of it. And I Dan, wish. stop, I'm having a nerdgasm. The, the pickup truck, you hit the button, and the pickup truck the would rhino? pop up, and um, it was... I think I had Rhino, had that the, was the semi-truck. No, Rhino was the black... Oh yeah, Rhino was a semi-truck. Yep. This was a pickup, and it, it, it had, I forgot the guy's name, but he was the team's token black guy. It was the 80s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... That one I had, that was cool. He came with like a little, like a like a spare tire that came out of the truck bed. You could pop a button and shoot out and have yeah. the blades and everything. That was awesome. Yeah, the they were and Kenner. Or it was Kenner made those. Yeah, because that's one of the things that was kind of cool about those is you could play with them like they were regular vehicles, or you could pop out the weapons mm-hmm. and <laughs> that. And the cartoon wasn't too yeah. bad, although the kid was annoying. Yes. And the no, the robot was worse. T Bob. Yes. But actually, you know, with the Transformers, that's one of the things that inspired me to make um, the Robot Battle Lords mm-hmm. game. So take a moment just to pim- pitch one of my products here. Because it's like, you know, I'm sure there's probably other adults out there that have these transforming robot toys that they are just sitting on a shelf and maybe you want to try to play with them. So, yeah, Robot you Battle Lords. Play with them without your wife looking at you, funny. <laughs> yeah, Robot Shh, Battle Lords is Shannon. designed to be no fun. Uh, a way to help. You know, especially, like, one of the nice things about some of the more recent generations, mm-hmm. like with the 
the Transformer movie series, the live action movie series, with those toy lines with Transformers. Oh, the Transplosion movies. Yes, <laughs> with Michael Bay's Transplosion movies. Uh, Transplosion. You know, <laughs> you know. Usually they've got they'll have multiple figures of the characters in different sizes. Mm-hmm. Like they've got, you know, like the Voyager class, which is. You know, usually about eight inches up. Yeah. And then they've also got the Cyberverse, which is usually mm-hmm. about the size of a GI Joe. So those are kind of fun because they're easy to transform, and I would have liked those when I was a kid. Yeah. But. Um, let's go into the Star Wars. Spent a lot of money on Star Wars toys. Yeah, I. The cool thing about those was I actually picked up most of them. At garage sales, I didn't buy them new a lot of times. Yeah, and that was the cool thing is, is that I'd go to garage sales in like second grade, third grade, and these sucker mothers would be selling off their kids Star Wars toys, the ones from you know four or five years earlier, and I'd be picking up for a quarter, fifty cents. I bought. It was in the third or fourth grade. I bought at a garage sale Luke Skywalker, one of the later ones. Um, I think it was, was it Power the one that the had the Power little? Uh, okay. No, it was Power of the Force. It was. They they were released in eighty four, eighty five. This was one of the final of the classics, classic era, and it was Luke Skywalker in the stormtrooper outfit. Oh, cool. From the first movie, they didn't make it for the with the original run of toys. And I bought them for like fifty cents. Uh, that figure is worth one hundred and ten dollars right now. Wow! Because I got the helmet. <laughs> Still. Yeah, because I remember the the early like Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, and Ben mm-hmm. Kenobi. They had the little. They actually had the lightsaber built into mm-hmm. the arm, so it was kind of cool because there was this little lever. And it, they were molded so it looked like yeah. they were holding a lightsaber, and you slid it out, and granted, the little the blade was small and puny, but back <laughs> then, you didn't care. I always busted, I busted them all the time. I had lost the lightsabers, busted them. So what I used to do was, um, I, I would go in the kitchen, get a crayon of whatever color I needed, go in the kitchen, grab a toothpick, crayon, color the toothpick, because it fit perfectly in that hole. And now, because Darth Vader's lightsaber on that toy was pretty pathetic for a guy of that stature. Oh, yes. You can insert your own mean-spirited joke towards <laughs> the Sith Lord all you want. But then, so I say you replace it with a, with a toothpick, and it looked like a real lightsaber battle. And you didn't feel bad when you busted it in half. Yeah. You know, did you ever want, when we were playing with these toys when we were kids, did we ever think that how much they would be worth if we saved them and kept them in really good condition? If I would have thought that, I wouldn't have done so much damage to my He-Man guys. He-Man was, He-Man, let's go to that one. There's one He-Man figure I love just because he was so absurd, he was cool. Rio Blast. He had a big backpack with two large cannons. And so you put that over his head. Mm-hmm. He His chest plate flipped open. There were guns in there. He had guns mounted on the inside of his arm. So you flip those out. And he had guns in his knee pads. So he had guns coming out of his chest. Where did he keep his liver? It's a cartoon from the 80s. We don't think about those things. Actually, though, I don't think Rio Blast appeared in the cartoon. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, I had their most Man. of them were absurd. Stinkor. Yes. I'm just going there. Stinkor was... <laughs> who in the Sam hell wants to buy an action figure whose that selling stinks. point is he's smelly? Yeah, and the... I know, they did have some Moss weird Man, ones. That was kind of creepy. Um, I just like Trapjaw. Yep. I had Skeletor. Skeletor still... I wish I could find a Skeletor. I had He-Man Skeletor. Um, do you remember the Eagles? There was a there was the good eagle and the bad not the band they had the two birds the orange bird yeah. was was the good one the purple were I had both of those um, and and they were not as strong as they should have been yep. I had Castle Grayskull yeah the my friend Joe who uh, you know again I talked about in our episode on the on the artwork when I used to play at his house he he had a lot of the He Man figures did you did he have um, Snake Mountain one of the kids I had in my neighborhood. I had don't that. think he had Snake Mountain. I know Castle Grayskull. Yeah, Castle Grayskull. Snake Mountain had the little thing with um, like the fake microphone type thing. You'd talk in it and had the little vibrating thing that, that made you think you sounded louder. <laughs> it was cool. It transformed your voice yeah. a little bit. Um, another one, another series. That, well, Thundercats is kind oh, of. Oh, I had long. tons of Thundercats too. I yeah. had a few of them. Um, I know I had Lionel. Uh, slit, Slythe or Slither? Slythe was the... The reptile one. Yeah, Slythe and Jackalman were the two henchmen of Mumra. I had Mumra. Uh, neighbor kids had those two. We're, we kind of... What we used to do is, like, if we knew a kid in the neighborhood had, had Guy X, but we didn't have Guy Y amongst us, that's who I'd ask for for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, we don't have... You know, none of us have, um... Panthro. We need Panthro. Or, I don't think I... I think Steve might have had Panthro. Uh, the neighbor I know kid Steve was also in the... I, I had Mumra, I had Lion O, we had, uh, I had Chitara, uh, Tigra, and he had Panthro, Wily, Kit, Wily Cat, Snarf, Jackal Man, and... Didn't Snarf come with Lion O, or was he There a... was a little PVC one, but then later on they made an actual okay. Snarf with, like, some articulation. Same with Wily Kit and Wily Cat. Yeah, another... Toys, there was a toy line that I really got into, and they did make a cartoon which had nothing, to, not much to do with the toy line, but it was still cool. None of my friends got into this series. Hmm. Wheeled Warriors. Jason the Wheel Warriors? Yes. Dude, no, oh, oh man, those were cool. Well, the, it was, it was. Now, the, the creepy, Wheeled like, Warriors. like half alive, like. The monster trucks. Mines. Yeah. Because basically what Wheeled Warriors was, you had these vehicles, and they had a gimmick, their main gimmick weapon. Like, the leader was armed force. He had this big claw on top of the vehicle. Yeah. And you could take off the axles. You could change the wheels out. They had, you know, weapons you could change out. But, like I said, each of the main characters had their their gimmick weapon. Saw Boss was the leader of the Monster Mind, the Mm -hmm. the bad guys. He had a big buzzsaw arm. Uh, Like I said, Armed Force was the leader of the Lightning League, which was the, the heroes. Now, in the original toy, the Lightning League... The figures were just these generic little guys in brown suits. But when they came out with the cartoon Jason the Wheeled Warriors, they actually gave them individual person. They actually yeah. made up entirely new characters. I saw a couple episodes and of it. I liked it. I, I, really I got remember into it. more of the toys. I thought the toys were pretty cool because they you could were, interchange they were a lot badass. of little bits and stuff like that. Oh, yes. That. And another one of the gimmicks was Stack and Attack where – I don't know if they did this. I think they did it with the with the, the the monster mines, but with the lightning league, there were certain ones where you could stack 
you could take one of the vehicles off of the axle off of its axle and put it into another one so you could you know have a vehicle that was you know three or four vehicles high did you see the episode of robot chicken where they did the wacky like a wacky yes. races rip off yes. and they had a couple of the wheel warriors in yep. there they were racing like the general lee and uh, mario kart's uh actually that was, another, that was one that was popular we had chi- i had chips toys and i had and, and I had Dukes of Hazard toys. I had tons of General Lees. And, and I remember there were the Chips, 12-inch action figures. I had a couple of those. I had Mr. I never, T also. I didn't know they made. Yeah. Well, I know. 81, I, 82. I was, like, probably younger than, than, my, than the boy. I was probably preschool when I got a couple yeah, of those. Yeah, because I know I had a few of the A-Team figures, because I liked that show back mm-hmm. in the day. Oh, yeah. I know I had uh, Mr. T. I had Mr. T. I had Face. And I think I had... Um, who is the crazy one? Murdoch. Murdoch. Okay. Howlin' Mad Murdoch. I don't think I had. I don't think I had ha- uh, Hamill. Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah. I know I didn't have the van. No. But I yeah, either. I remember. I loved that show when I was a kid. Um, you know, another one of those toy lines that nobody else remembers. And the thing is, this one had like maybe it it aired like one episode of a cartoon tops. And I remember seeing a couple of picture books. It was a series of toys called Robo Force. And RoboForce, they were these, like, cylindrical robots, good guys, bad guys, with little suction... They looked like a suction cup on the bottom. It wasn't a real suction cup. Um, some of you are going, oh, my God, I remember those, but <laughs> probably not many of you. Those were cool. I had a few of those. Um, yeah, that one, like I said, that one I don't remember. Because, um, yeah, I know the main ones for me, uh, Star Wars, G.I. Joe, yep, yep. Transformers... Um, Robotech I had. I the only Robotech vehicle I ever had was the Cyclone. Um unfortunately yeah, the Yeah, the the Cyclone toy that I had and I this is what I liked about the Cyclones in the Robot Robotech cartoon. Mm-hmm. I liked how they would separate from the and from the rider and they'd form this battle armor around oh, that's them. Cool. I don't think they ever I've never seen a Robotech toy where they did that. Um I could have swore I had a G.I. Joe guy with battle armor. I, I They probably did have something with battle yeah. armor, but I, yeah, I can't remember it either. Um, so, yeah, those were – I know those were always a lot of fun. And one of the mm-hmm. things I just liked about the fact that these toys were all in relative scale to each other mm-hmm. is, again, you as we mentioned before, you could – you could make Cross some pollinate. some of the yeah some of the experts. Oh, Voltron. Uh, that was another one which Voltron. Because I you I know you were you had more. I liked the Voltron. The only Voltron toy I ever had, which technically wasn't a Voltron, but um, they actually had three different Voltron series. There was there the was lions, the, the lions, the space force, and they called them the gladiators. Yep. Voltron two. It was Alpha, Beta, Gamma, and the cool thing about those. Because they're really hard to come by nowadays, but like you could, you'd pull them apart and put them together in certain shapes, and they had this—they'd almost look Hindu in some ways, multiple arms and stuff, kind of sacrilegious if you think about it. But depending on how you would put it together, the story said that they would have different powers in that configuration. Hmm. I had, because the the original ones were these really sturdy die-cast metal made by Matchbox. Um, and I had... Don't you still have some of those? I or? have the Lions. Um, they've seen better days. I still have the original <laughs> set, and then I have some reissues came out in the 90s. Um, 
I remember watching a little bit of Vehicle Voltron, but I watched the living heck out of out of the the, the Lion Voltron. Yeah, the Lion Voltron I think was the best. I've never seen the one with the three Voltron. They the never made robot. a cartoon for it. They were gonna, and it just didn't pan out. There was a cartoon in Japan. I know that. But, yeah, because the because the one with the the vehicles, there are three teams: the space, mm-hmm. the the land, or the air, the the land and the water. I think. Um, that technically, I mean, that was actually adopt, adapted from another cartoon series. It's called Die Ruger, XVC yep. or something. Um, yeah, they, and, they mentioned one of the characters mm-hmm. was related to Pitch from the Lion Force. Which, in all reality, it wasn't in the Japanese version. It's just they kind of looked like. The Galaxy Garrison clips from the Lion Voltron was originally from the Vehicle Voltron oh. Die Ruger series. Uh, the, the, the other one was called Go Lion. Yeah, and... I mean, I think it was interesting how they did try to connect them, but mm-hmm. and I I believe Steve and I talked a little bit about this when we did our anime episode. But you know, the the three robot. Did you ever watch the Robotech cartoon or a little bit? I don't remember much about it to be honest. Yeah, because they actually had there were three different ones. There was the 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 first one, which was Super Dimension Fortress Macross, mm-hmm. and then there was. Uh, the second series was called Southern Cross, and then the third one was called The New Generation. Mm-hmm. There are actually three different unrelated series that were happened to be done in a similar style. Um, so when they localized it, they brought the episodes over to America. Mm-hmm. They rewrote it so that they would be continuations of each other. I saw a little and, bit of Macross Plus, but that really wasn't that wasn't brought over as part of the Robotech series. Because yeah. personally, I liked The New Generation mm-hmm. the best, but I still I like the first one too the second one never really did it for me well one thing that um i'm going to throw out there is some of you guys are going to remember well the the voltron i had was plastic and it looked really stupid and it looked (laughs) nothing like the cartoon that's because you had the panache place version uh made by a different company now what they did right was they made the they made the Voltron so you could fit the action figures and the action figures from that line were awesome. I had like the five, the the five pilots and I think I had King Zarkon. Uh, they made they made Hagar and Lotor and a couple others. Um, but yeah, the the the, the Voltron pieces themselves were pretty atrocious from that line. Now the. The figures that the the lions that were big enough to seat the figures mm-hmm. were they designed to go together? Yeah, they hmm. fit together. You know, you could make the Voltron, the Voltron thing. It just it didn't look like the one in the in the cartoon, where the Matchbox one really did match the cartoon okay. very well. Yeah, because I, I mean, I know I've seen some of your Voltron uh, mm-hmm. figures. I just like I say I wasn't sure, and I know you have. Uh, some of the figures, but I, uh, I still have the five Voltron Force ones. I, I, I don't have King's Archon anymore. I don't know. Probably long gone. Yeah. Oh yes, and of course, uh, I know you posted this on your Facebook, but uh, going back to Star Wars, the Rancor, mm-hmm. which as uh, you posted on Facebook, actually makes a pretty cool figure for a Tarascan. You... <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I used it for. Cool story about that particular Rancor monster. All right, yeah, I, you know, I was probably in the fourth grade, fifth grade, something like that. My grandma bought me a ton of transform or of uh, Star Wars stuff that she she found at a garage sale. I mean, just a ton. It was so awesome. Really one of the best birthdays I had. Got the Rancor monster. Um, flash forward to a couple years ago, 
when I'm, I found all the stuff in my basement, and um, I heard a rattle. Now, I, I mentioned I had all those Voltron figures, the action figures. I was missing one for a long time. Guess where it was? In the Poor Princess Allura <laughs> spent 25 years in the stomach of the Rancor monster. Really? I managed to fish her out with a very ginger tug from a pair of needle-nosed players because I didn't want a racker. I didn't know that you could, the Rancor could swallow things. It had a little um, lever on the top of it, like, like kind of on the back of the neck. Okay, the yeah, I, 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 and I, I, a little yeah, lever, and it would open and shut its mouth. And you, if you really wanted to shove a Star Wars... Star Wars guy in there, you could. Uh, I, you'd never get him out again. <laughs> that must have been an interesting would... role-playing session way uh, 25 years ago. Uh, Hello, Princess Allura, meet the Rancor! We are not going to go into some of the thoughts on that one. <laughs> you ever play with army guys? Oh, the little green army men? Yeah. Heck yeah! You know what I used to do with those? I mean, yeah, hold, kind them of... the, hold them under a uh, magnifying glass in the sunlight? Oh, this is even cooler than that. <laughs> um... And I know this is kind of one of those, not really an 80s one, but it's it was a toy. Take, like, the, the old building blocks, the wooden building blocks, right? And I'd make, like, a big wall or something like that, big structure. And you'd put the action, the, the little green army men all over it, right? And then do that on the other side and maybe have one of my friends or my dad used to do this. We'd set it up in the living room. And then you get a tennis ball or a rubber ball. And you turned it into a game, just like you know, whip it. <laughs> And whoever, whoever's ar- had had whoever had army guys standing up when the other guy had all of his down, he was the winner. Was, <laughs> cool. We made a game out of it. It was really cool. Do you remember Muscle? Muscle thing, yes, the pink, the little pink little wrestlers. Wrestlers, those were so cool. Yeah, and I know I they. Wish I had those. Yeah, I remember so, I had a bunch of those, and uh, many years ago. The little eggs in the machines. Yeah, because I remember catching the. Uh, there was a muscle cartoon I caught mm-hmm. on TV, um, so I remember seeing that. Um, but yeah, I remember I had the muscle things. I remember they had the little wrestling ring for them. That's another thing I used to do with my like Star Wars and GI Joe figures. Is I was really into pro wrestling back as a kid, so I would like do little wrestling matches, like you know, uh, Storm Shadow versus Han Solo. And do you remember those big heavy? Hard WWF rubber WWF, oh yeah, LJN wrestlers, Hulk Hogan, and we had tons of those growing up. Yeah, I had a few of those. They made one of Mr. Slick. What? Who the hell wants an action figure, Mr. Slick? Yeah, I can see making, you know, like you know, Hulk Hogan they, and Nikolai Volkov and Iron uh, Sheik, Iron John Sheik, Stud, Roddy Roddy Piper, Junkyard Dog, Hillbilly Jim, Macho Man Savage. Yeah, yeah but Slick. They had Slick. They had Mr. Fuji. Yeah, I think I, they even made like a Mean Gene. Ooh, hey, hey don't knock Mean Gene. A lot of action in old Mean Gene. They had Brutus the Barber beefcake. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I know they also had the little thumb wrestlers. <gasps> yeah, those were cool. They brought those back in the nineties too. WCW did the little thumb mm-hmm. wrestlers. Um, and they had yeah, so like you could get the ones from the eighties with Hulk Hogan and beefcake so. and Hart, Bret Hart, and then you get the ones from the nineties with Sting and. The nature boy. Yep. So let's fast forward to today. Of course, both of us have kids, and both of us have played with our mm-hmm. kids with their toys. Uh, what are some any particular thoughts you have on the toys of today that you've seen, as opposed to uh, the toys we played with when we were kids? They're playing with the same ones. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at my daughter. She has Littlest Pet Shop. They were out in the '80s. Those are very popular. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, My Little Pony. She's got all of the main characters from the cartoon. I, I get to... Yeah, I get to bear witness to the cartoon every day. She watches it on what used to be the Hub Network. So, yes, I know the difference between Rarity and Fluttershy and whatnot. Because, <laughs> yeah, and your wife used to have a big collection of... Uh... Oh, most of them now are over at Bob's at Chimera. Those are the ones, if you go in there and you see the old 80s, yeah, I've ones, seen those it. are hers. She sold them. Oh, wow. Um, bought an awful lot of magic cards and D&D books with, with those. <laughs> um... She... She has strawberry shortcake. My sisters had those. Yeah. Um, My sister used to have those too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know she's got her own Lego sets. She's got the Lego Friends, which is the Legos, but a lot of pink and purple and pastel yellow. Yeah. Um, the other one they're big into is this is called Lala Loopsies or something like that. My daughter's in the first grade. Yeah. Devin plays with all of the stuff we used to just updated the Legos, yeah. the GI Joes, Star Wars. He's okay. got. The Transformers. I know your boy has the tra- lot of the Transformers too. Yeah, he's not as much into them as he he does. He he's kind of grown past that with getting more into video games. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I know I was into Transformers until maybe about eleven or twelve um, before I stopped it seems playing like with them. It seems like kids are getting out of toys. Well, I think quicker than they used to, we used to. And I think video games probably has to do mm-hmm. has something to do with that um, because yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, and he's already. Well, video played. games are cool. So, um, Devin's into yeah. the Skylanders now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my son. Yeah, my son used to be into them as too. He he doesn't play with them anymore. But I know he. Yeah, he not only would he play with them in the video game, he would actually play with them and interact with his other yeah. toys. With oh, them, Devin so. does it. He has a he has a pretty good collection of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I never got into TMNT when I was uh, a kid. A I liked bit. the cartoon. I, the cartoon. I just cartoon. never played with the toys. I had a couple. We had a couple of the toys. My brother had most of them. Would cool thing. My brother found some of his. Ninja Turtles. He had Casey Jones and a couple other ones. Oh yeah, I never, I didn't know when, they made a figure yeah, of Casey. Yeah, Jones. they made a Casey Jones in the eighties. Um, he was always he, one of my favorite characters. When, when my my brother found out that Devin was starting to get into the 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 turtles, he found some of those and he gave them to to Devin. Oh, cool. I thought that was really really cool. Um, yeah, that's cool. You know, he's got the Thomas, and obviously one thing we had, they had. He's got tons of Hot Wheels, Matchbox. Yeah. I got him a set of the tracks, and he runs them. He shoots the, the Matchbox cars down the stairs, crashes them into our our front closet. Yeah, I mean, my, my son, he isn't a... He wasn't in the Mario Kart toys for a while, mm-hmm. and the Angry Birds toys. The He used to be into, the, you know, of course, the Matchbox cars, but, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. like an American rite of passage. Every kid's got to play with Matchbox cars. Yeah. And, um, you know, Legos. He would actually just like make little Lego figures of his favorite video game characters. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cute. Um, Perfectly normal. Uh, you want to know what kind of a weird ass kid I was? <laughs> um, I made a Lego version of Cheers, <laughs> complete with okay. Norm and Sam and Diane. Yeah, because my only complaint about, and again, we talked a little bit about this earlier with the Transformers toys, is some of them are just too com. They're complex. I mean, yeah, they are. Because the granted, the nice, you know, it's kind of cool with the, you know, the additional articulation because you can, you know, put them in all sorts of cool poses. But yeah, some of them, it's like, okay, I'm an adult, I have problems transforming these. Um, you know, how is a kid going to? But then again. One of the things I've noticed about the Transformers toy line is 
they've gotten a little bit more gimmicky. Like, let's take, for example, the the current movie, Transformers movie line, mm-hmm. and they're releasing the new Robots in Disguise cartoon, which is just a continuation of Transformers Prime. Yeah, One they of the, did a Robots in Disguise back in 99, 2000 also. Yep. But Obviously, they're probably not related in the least. Not at those all, Those came no. out, that one came out right before the Armada series. Yeah. Um, the, because one of the things they've done in the most recent, uh, the Age of Extinction toy line and the Prime, and the uh, Robots in the Skies toy line, mm-hmm. they've got like the one-step changers, where you basically just flip them and they, they transform yeah, themselves. Yeah. You know, those are aimed more for kids like my son's age. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like I said, you look at the, my thrilling 30s, like that, the Generations line, which, Let's again, be honest, those are meant for collectors. Yeah, they're meant more for the adults. And I do like how they try to reinterpret mm-hmm. uh, some of the older characters. Like, you can see my blaster up there. Yeah, actually, he's pretty good there. Yeah, and he has a cool description on the back where he, like, you know, they say his in his personality bio, he collects rock music and charges into battle with the soundtrack any Viking warrior would be proud of. And then, of course, they've got, like, the Masterpiece Transformers series as yes. well, which... You know, again, larger, more complex, and obviously meant for the adult collector. Um, I managed to pick up, this is back 2003, I managed to pick up a, uh, part of, they called them the Transformers Collection. It was a book-style packaging of, um, strictly in Japan, of the Generation 1. And they were very, very exact as to how they were. I managed to pick myself up a Megatron. Cool. Um, before customs was forcing people to tear open the boxes as they came into the country, oh, yeah. so they could stick an orange plug into it. So I have an I have a plugless Megatron, and no, I am leaving him as a robot. I mean, I'm not going to clue him or anything, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be leaving that thing out as a gun because I ain't stupid. Yeah, and I've heard in some countries like Australia. I read an article about a, a Transformers collector down there who had a heck of a time trying to import a Masterpiece Megatron because it was considered a replica firearm. Yeah, it is. So, and the, when you bring in a Megatron into into the States now, they will. You have to tear the box open. Not, obviously, I'm, I'm not saying they tear it open without care. Yeah. Um, you you have to open it, and they have to sell it with an orange plug. Yeah, and I, I know this guy was saying it was just ridiculous, the paperwork he had to go through, and he had to keep it in a locked room in a locked case because, mm-hmm. you know, Australia, I guess, has a lot more have, – they have a lot stricter gun laws than we have here. Mm-hmm. So, it, Well, the thing is, and I always think about it, is like if, if you're buying a, Megatron, a Masterpiece Megatron or, or, a, or a reissue Megatron, you're not buying that for your kid to go run around the yard and play with. It is going to you. You are buying it for yourself. There is no shame in that. You can hold your head up high. I will hold my head with you. Mm-hmm. You're buying that for you. It doesn't need it because you're probably going to keep it in the box. Yes, it's it's going to be for display purposes. For crying out loud. Um, so... I think we've we're getting close to the hour mark here, so I think we've had a 
pretty good discussion here on some of the toys of our childhood. So I hope that uh, the listeners, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us or didn't get too bored anyway, listening to us talk about... Jeez, I could have done a whole episode on Voltron. Oh, I'm sure we could have. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to us Mm -hmm. talk about some of our childhood memories and some of the toys we used to play with. And uh, Dan, again, where can people find you if they want to hear more? They they can listen to Radio Free Borderlands and listen to my sexy voice and the not so sexy voice of all of my other co co hosts. Hey, I'm sometimes one of those co hosts. Oh, I was. Uh, I do not have more a... on poor Dave. Oh, I only hey. because he's not he's not here. <laughs> sorry, sorry, um, dog. You don't have a sexy voice. Sorry, my dog just barked there. I don't mm-hmm. know if it got picked up on the microphone or not. Nah, but it's all right. Um, yeah, you can go check us out there. Uh, otherwise, I I would recommend if you can find the really the the DVD releases by Rhino of the Generation One Transformers. You will not be disappointed. And I don't care what anybody says. You can go uh, Media Blasters used uh, re-released on DVD Voltron series. And like I said, I don't give a damn what anybody says. Uh, I still kind of. I mean, yeah, it's not high quality. But it was it's still kind of fun to watch. Yep. Well, the plots aren't that bad. So, uh, please visit POIGamestudio.com. Please uh, visit uh, my Facebook page. Look up Point of Insanity Game Studio on Facebook. Uh, feel free to like the page. If you have an idea for a topic that you would like to see uh, me cover, or if you want to have Dan back, please feel free to uh, send us comments. You know, you know honestly... I'm just throwing this out there, and I apologize for interrupting. You know that there are going to be people, when they're done listening to this, they're going to go down to their basement, crank those boxes open, and go, There's my He-Man toys! <laughs> Woo! Now let's look up see how much people are asking for them on eBay! No! Well, Bye. play with them. Pew, pew, pew! <laughs> so, uh, thanks for tuning in, and again, uh, please... Rate, listen to both Geekery in general, Radio Free Borderlands. Share it with friends on your social network of choice. You really should. And please give us uh, ratings, feedback. We do appreciate it. It and helps. It helps these shows go. For those of you guys who don't know, it helps these shows go up in the uh, rankings on iTunes. And 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 the higher you go up in the rankings, the more exposure you're going to get from Apple, brings it bringing in even more people. So if you go onto our onto these shows, not only giving a, a rating, but giving an actual review saying why you like it and stuff, it, it keeps pumping them up. Yeah, and like I said, we do appreciate that kind of stuff. And again, with me, uh, if you do have any criticism, any criticism, critiques, like I said, ideas for things you want to see me cover, I am all ears. Uh, please leave a comment on Facebook page. So, again, thanks for tuning in. Have a good evening. Wait, you want something else to add, Dan? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What did the laser say when it was shooting at Stinkor from some skeletons? <laughs> pew, One. pew, pew! <laughs> okay. Oh, but come on, um, that was awesome. Sorry, I'll have to... No, you're not editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it in there. Appreciate it. Good night, everyone. Happy gaming. Bye. Bye.